Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football and General Happy Holidays. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, can you believe John Madden died? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think uh, everybody everybody that uh, has been a football fan for more than five years is just is really, uh, uh, you know, taken back by this because... You know, speaking for myself, somebody that grew up watching football in the '90s, like he was just such a big part of the culture, and and uh, you know, it, it's easy for people to criticize him for for stating the obvious as much as he did. But I remember when that was exactly what made him a great sportscaster because he did so much to to grow the listeners' understanding of the game. You know, what what's obvious to one person isn't obvious to the other, and and I think. Uh, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way that I do. You know, he's he's a big part. It's hard for me to think of somebody that did more to grow my understanding of the game. Uh, so you know, it was uh, it, it it hit me pretty hard when I found out. Yeah, no question. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about route, Mount Mount Rushmore's Mount Rushmore's of football before, and right. one of our listeners mentioned that Madden should be on that Mount Rushmore next to Tom Brady and. Tom Brady's torso and Tom Brady's legs and <laughs> Tom Brady's work ethic and uh, no, um, you know he's an amazing. He was an amazing coach. Uh, the highest winning percentage for a coach who's, who's coached more than 100 games in NFL history. One, uh, what two Super Bowl? Uh, at least one with Oakland. Um, That's right. Made a dynasty in the 70s. Coached some really cheap, crappy players, <laughs> and at the end of the day, was just like you mentioned. A guy who would teach you the X's and O's of football and really got into depth more so than he needed to at times, and who also made Pat Summerall uh, what he was because without John Madden, there would be no <laughs> Pat Summerall. Let's be That's honest. That's right. I mean, That's he was right. just he was a monotone robot calling football, and John Madden was the over the top, big fat, lovable guy we all we all loved. And it's it's sad that he died, uh, 85 years young, as they say, and um, you know you couldn't ask for. Uh, Really, a better ambassador for football, and he's got his face on the cover of, of a video game. Several generations of, of people have grown up with him there, too, and um, will be missed. I think that's yep. fair to say. Yeah, I'm already seeing uh, a bit of a public outcry to get his face back on the uh, next issue of, uh, of Madden. Yeah. Uh, almost as loud as people are crying out for AE to make a better game. Uh, <laughs> EA, it's close enough. Oh, EA, yeah, there you it's go. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys, you know, with the with the with the video games, with the games and the, 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 the. Um, but no, yeah. I, I'm excited for tonight's uh, podcast. We are recording Why our thirty second thirty second podcast, thirty uh, second episode of this podcast. There's thirty two teams in the league. We've got thirty two games left in the regular season. Uh, so the uh, the theme of the evening is 32. <laughs> okay, and Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know if anybody noticed that <laughs> or mentioned that, but uh, where we're <laughs> the plants are aligned, the the numbers are aligned, and we're going. Our, our universe is crumbling in front of us. Why not get right into week 17 of the biggest season ever? It's the biggest season ever. Did you know that? Yeah, I I've, I heard something about that. It's the largest thing ever. You can't even fit in a trunk. Take it out of that <laughs> trunk. You need to get a moving truck. It's too big for a moving truck. You need. <laughs> you need a freight carrier. You can't put it in there. It needs to get shipped onto another planet. It's so big. It needs to go back to Saturn. All right. So, without further ado, we're going to talk some football here, folks. Format is as followed. Uh, folks, it is 
championship week of fantasy football. So I'm going to give you some starting sit-ups, but I'm going to chip in as I usually do and be the antagonist to to Trev's uh, Batman, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Trevor is your um, well, he's he's your expert, as we all know. He's <laughs> he's he's has many years in the NFL. He knows Steve McMichael, and uh, he's had dinner with the uh, William Refrigerator Perry, from what I understand. So. With that being said, and Chris Dolman, he's, he's grabbed Chris Dolman's gro- groin a couple times. Uh, allegedly. Occasions. So, allegedly. Okay, so so jumping into it here, your first game on Sunday, no Thursday night game tonight. Uh, no Thursday night game tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday day late because of the holidays. Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons. Nobody got that. It's a Simpsons joke. Seven and eight at the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, nine and six, 14 and a half point favorite to Buffalo, over under 44. Buffalo coming off a big win against New England. Um, Arguably, next to Kansas City, probably the best the best team in the AFC. And then you got Atlanta, somehow still in the NFC playoff race, uh, just barely hanging on. And and honestly, by the skin of their teeth, I mean a fourteen and a half point favorite though. Uh, who's not playing for Atlanta? <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. What's um, why is this so high? What, what do you I, think I, is going to happen? I, I I don't understand why this spread is so large. I think the Bills did have a great week last week. Um, Same team lost to Jacksonville nine to three. By the way, so should we trust them yeah, at home? Yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, I, I definitely take the Falcons to cover the spread. I do think this is the week that the Falcons can uh, put their playoff hopes to rest, um, taking the taking the Bills to win this one. But I do think the Falcons make a game out of it. I, I really like the way uh, they've been using Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, is it is it Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost uh, almost a thousand yards in his rookie season, just just yeah. under a thousand. Yeah. yeah, really impressive. It probably you know under some people's radars because he plays for the Falcons, um, but uh, you know i I think uh, I think the Bills are going to have a good game. I just, I think the Falcons make it a game, and uh, I don't see them getting blown out by fifteen points. Um, so I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. Uh, but definitely taking the over on this one, the 44 points. Yeah, no question. I, I'm just curious why it's 14 and a half. I'm looking at this COVID list thinking that there must be somebody forgetting, like Matt Ryan, isn't he got COVID or he got hit by a car. Something happened. <laughs> Something must have happened to, 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 to tip the scales here. There's absolutely nothing. It's just that Buffalo has been playing that damn good, and they're that talented, and maybe they're turning the corner there somewhere. I just can't think, can't help but think that, like... <clears throat> I mean, maybe it's that it's... In Buffalo, maybe that's why. Must be. Uh, I, I, maybe it's a weather thing. The Falcons I, are a southern dome, dome team. team. Must um, be. But uh, even so, I'm going to take the Falcons to yeah. cover the spread. Yeah, I'm going to take the take Buffalo here too. And I think if you're in the starting, if you're you're in the the NF the uh, the fantasy football championship, regardless of what your your league is named or what have you, I assume one of your team and or the other team is Josh Allen. I assume that's the case because <laughs> yeah. he's number one fantasy quarterback and he's by far um, outpoints everybody, if that's even a word. Uh, and so I think if you got him, start him, obviously. Stephon Diggs and I start here too. I, I think Buffalo's going to get out to a big lead. They're going to they're gonna have their Josh Allen do everything sort of game. And um, Devin Singletary is going to get a lot of play out of the backfield. I anticipate on Doxon not catching a touchdown pass, and so big ups for Buffalo, big win at home. Okay, uh, the New York Giants, 4-11. At the Chicago Bears, 5-10, six-point favorite to Chicago, the lowest over-under of the year, I think close to it. We had like a 31-and-a-half last week, I think, which was appalling. <laughs> 30, <laughs> 37 over-under. Um, 
Yeah, just I think with New York, you know, just a team that really has no direction at this point. I I, I don't anticipate Joe, Joe Judge coming back, Daniel Jones. Who knows what will happen? And so for Chicago, you you got to continue to figure out what you got in Justin Fields and if this op- offense will return in full. Um, what are they playing for here, Trevor? Uh, so I mean, I, I you guys, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record. The Bears are playing for next season. They've been playing for next season all year, and uh, you know, I and I I think it's it's uh, it, it could go either way at this point, whether or not you think uh, Justin Fields has developed through the year or if the Bears are on course to being a tough team next year. I feel that they are. Um, I definitely like the Bears to win this game. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Giants to cover the spread, though. I think this is going to be a close one. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a 20-17 to 17 victory and this 37-point <clears throat> over-under was a push. Mm. Um, I'm going to lean towards the over because it is 37 over under, but, uh, but I don't think it's going to go too much higher than that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I like the, the giants to cover this one. I think they keep it close, but, uh, I think the bears win by a field goal. Yeah. Chicago coming off a tight win against Seattle. Good Lord. 25, 24, um, highest points they've scored in a game. Uh, they scored 30 against Green Bay, but before that, you have to go all the way back to, well, that actually, they've only scored over 22 points twice, once against Seattle and once against Green Bay. So, uh, with that being said, I think, well, I think Chicago wins this game. I, you know, I, New York doesn't have a play for They're not playing inspired football, and at the end of the day, I mean, Joe Judge just can't handle this team anymore. I, I think they're, they're, well, they're obviously cooked. Um Saquon Barkley comes back to the place he tore his ACL, uh, what, last year? So, yep. uh, a kind of redemption game for him, but I don't really think it will amount to much. Uh, just, yeah, just one of these games at the end of the season. You're going to see a few of them here where it's just yeah. ugly matchups. We're just calling them the win you money. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. That's about it. So, I, I take Chicago uh, with New York just really struggling, and, and I think they're going to get blown out. I think this is going to be like a 31-10 to 10 game or something like All that. All right. Yeah. So I'll take the over. Yeah, there it is. Okay, Kansas City, 11-4 at Cincinnati, 9-6. Five-point favorite to Kansas City, over under 51. Uh, Kansas City's playing the best football in the NFL outside of uh, anything in L.A. And honestly, Cincinnati, woo! Beat up on a, a really, a really coveted Baltimore team last week. And Joe Burrow looks like, uh, what do you call him, Clint Eastwood in a text message to you? I mean, good lord. The guy's <laughs> That's a right. Gunslinger. Like, Quite so, the gunslinger. The gunslinger. Um, yes. I, I'm pretty excited about this game. Uh, two uh, really high-powered offenses. Um, the Bengals are the bigger question mark here in terms mm-hmm. of like, are they get, are they that team when they play good teams? Um, so we'll we'll find that out this weekend. Um, I do like the Chiefs to win on the road in this one, um, but man. Uh, the Bengals, it's going to be an exciting game. At the end of the day, though, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and to cover the spread. I think they win this by six or seven points. Um, I'm going to take the over on the 51 points. I think we've got a shootout on our hands. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Kansas City's won eight in a row. <laughs> Just beat Pittsburgh 36-10. So, honestly, 34-28 against LA, they're at Cincinnati. Cincinnati at home, pretty tough. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I honestly see this game. This is a fifty-one. This is like yep. slightly under for me. I feel like this is. You said shootout. I, I like to think the same thing. Thirty-four degree weather in Cincinnati. Potential s- snow showers. Um, yeah, I just you know, I, I, Kansas City's playing very inspired ball. Love love me some Joe Burrow. I think he's he's been excellent. Um, you know, I think the win. The, I think the win streak continues with Kansas City. And they go. Um, go nine in a row here going into the playoffs. Yeah. And uh I just Cincinnati's defense is not anything I I, I can have any um confidence in, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I, um, I have no no confidence in Cincinnati's defense and, and looking at it, I mean how can you cover Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Bryant, Byron Pringle, Damian Williams? You know, all these guys are sleepers fantasy wise for me. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is, is a starter in my opinion, but like Fifteen to ten against Denver. I mean, they just hang in with some crappy teams and get blown out, and they just have weird weeks where they're not playing well. So, I think, yeah, I think Kansas City. This is an under, but Kansas City wins comfortably. Yeah, see, I I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I think they're going to win it by more than the spread, but I'm taking the over because I feel that the Bengals really are balanced enough on offense that they're going to find a way to get their points. Um, <clears throat> Every everything seems to be working right now on that offense. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Jamar Chase, um, you know Joe Burrow. It's it's all working really well for him right now. Um, so I I don't think that they're going to be able to upset the Chiefs, but I feel good about taking the over on the fifty one. Yeah, you know, I look at Kansas City's defense, and I think you're right. The one the one place they're really vulnerable is in the run game. Uh, I don't, Chris Jones has been out. I don't know if he's playing this week. He had COVID. He's had some injuries. He played last week, but it was sparingly. 25 carries, 130 yards against Pittsburgh. 5.2 yards a carry. Now, it may not sound like a lot, but when you got Joe Mixon, <laughs> you got an offensive line that can actually block. I I think you got a good point with uh, how they could really sort of take this game over as long as they're able to sort of establish a running game, get something going there, and their balance. And on the outside, I mean you really can't find any better outsider series than T Higgins and Jamar Chase in the NFL right now. I just feel like Kansas City's going to come in and just have this momentum and sort of already have Cincinnati figured out. And I don't think, you know, Cincinnati can go one-on-one toe to toe kind of back and forth with with Kansas City. I just don't see it happening. Oh, you know? me neither. I just yeah. see it going over 51 points. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Moving on, moving on. Now we agree. We agree, but we agreed in in strange terms. Miami eight and I seven. Take the over. You take the under. There you That's go. That's a disagreement. <laughs> That's a disagreement. Okay. Well, show over. Let's, let's wrap her up. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so we got uh, Miami eight and seven at uh, Tennessee ten and five. Three and a half point favorite. Thirty nine and a half over under. Don't look now, but Miami's won seven in a row. Yeah, this is. Uh... I'm going out on a limb here, but I feel good about it. I'm taking the Dolphins to upset. Taking the Dolphins um, to upset. Okay. I think uh, I think they're going to get a big road win here. Um, they're uh, you know they're going to stay in the hunt for that number seven seed one more week. Um, I just I think the Dolphins are a little uh, even now, just a little bit disrespected. Uh, they're starting to look like the team I thought they would be this year. They had such an incredibly horrible start to the season that uh, people, I feel, are, are a little reluctant to uh, to recognize that they are who they're supposed to be now. Um, I think the Dolphins' defense is 
is really going to be too much for this Titans team that mm. that just doesn't have what you know they they don't have King Henry, uh, they don't have uh, Julio Jones, mm. um, they really only have uh, AJ Brown, and with the Dolphins secondary, I think they're going to be able to take control of this game. Interesting, you know I. I see where you're coming from in Miami. I just can't help but think they beat the Jets twice in this winning streak <laughs> by a touchdown each time. Uh, they beat New Orleans with a really, really banged up team. Um, the Giants, 20-9. I mean, Carolina, 33-10. You know, call me a, a Patriots homer. Call me a Patriots homer. And you would be right. That's what I am. Everybody right? does. Everybody. Everybody does, right? And it hasn't <laughs> affected my ego whatsoever. And believe me, I sleep very well at night, so don't worry. But... Here's the thing with Miami. I just feel like they haven't played anybody. Um, and they've played teams down to their competition. Tennessee's a very difficult team to play at home, 6-2. and two. Uh, Mike Vrabel knows the AFCs very well. Uh, regardless of what we think is going to happen here with Miami in terms of their defense, I think it'll be close. I like. I respect the 39.5 over-under. I just look at it like this. Ryan Tannehill got A.J. Brown back last week. Threw him 11, 12 balls. Caught them all for like over 150 yards and a touchdown. And they beat San Francisco 20-17. Um, you know, Miami lost to Jacksonville in the season. I'm not saying they're the same team. Any team that loses to Jacksonville, I automatically don't have respect for you. You know, see Buffalo in that dictionary definition. So, with that being said, Trevor, it's Tennessee, buddy. Yeah, no, I, the, I, I know who it is. I think the Titans are a great team. Or I, I think they were a great team. I think they're, they're trending in the wrong direction if – if people can't see it, it's too bad. But uh, the, <laughs> some the Titans, people on this podcast the, can't the see Titans, it. <laughs> the Titans do not have a deep playoff run ahead of them. They're not going to make make it far in the playoffs. Um, I, I like the Dolphins in this game. They're they're rolling. Um, you know, considering everything that happened for the Titans last week with AJ Brown back, uh, that's kind of the recipe to stop the Titans right now. And I think the Dolphins can do it. Hmm. Okay, I, I trust you. I trust you, Trevor. I trust you. But listen, I, I have to. I have to pick Tennessee in this game. I, if if only if I, because I'm a Patriots homer, but also because I just I just don't think that this is the first real opponent they've played in like basically two or three months. You know, and I I, I see it going Tennessee's way. I just I just All right. see it. All right. All right, agree to disagree. Once again, this is getting a heated podcast. I might need therapy afterwards. <laughs> Okay, uh, the Vegas Raiders, 8-7, and seven, the Raiders, at 9-6, and six, uh, Indianapolis Colts, 7-point favorite, Indy, 44.5 over-under. You know, you got to think, Indy, probably one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, especially early on, they played about three or four playoff teams right in a row. Boy, have they, like, they've looked great. They've looked really, really good in, in, over the past, like, two or three months. And now they get the Raiders, who is just, blah. Yep. No, Why should I think it, it's... I think it will be an interesting game. Uh, yeah. I think even without Carson Wentz, I think the Colts are gonna gonna roll over the Raiders. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think I got to take the Colts to beat the spread. I do like the over on this one too. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, also like the Colts here. Uh, if I had some stats for you to, to throw out for Jonathan Taylor, I would to justify starting him. You should anyway. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's even like you know. For uh, that's that shouldn't even be a guess at this point. But listen, 
Uh, Sam Erlinger is going to start a quarterback for, for Indy, potentially. It, that that doesn't even phase you a little bit when picking Indy? No, no. Be, okay. For for the name that you already mentioned, Jonathan Taylor. Um, mm. I think uh, I think Carson Wentz is an adequate quarterback for the Colts, but that's also why I feel like he's he's – He's not the irreplaceable component on offense. Jonathan Taylor and the O-line are. Right. Um, so the O-line has things figured out at the moment. Jonathan Taylor has been on fire all season. Right. Um, so I think they've just got to play smart football, and uh, the game is theirs. Hmm. Fair enough. <clears throat> and here's the I'm picking Indy, too. <laughs> if only because they're playing at home. I think they've had a lot of energy at home. They've, New England was basically a playoff game. They came out and just went gangbusters and played with a ton of energy and was flying around the field. And just a Dejo, your boy, used to be a Minnesota oh, uh, Vikings yes. safety. Um, plays really good in the box. All Vegas wants to do is sort of run here so they can set up their anything, any sort of play action. But without uh, Darren Waller or anything like that, they're going to have a hard time. I, I do think Indy played a little bit down to New England and got lucky in a few spots. So I think it will be close here. Uh but 44 half over under, respect it. And um, but but Indy comes out, plays really good against that, that crappy offensive line for Vegas, and Jonathan Taylor rolls, buddy. Yeah, don't okay. don't don't get me going off on a tangent on Sendeo now, okay? <laughs> sorry, big, I bet. big big fan. Big that's fan. The, <laughs> sorry, that's the safety <laughs> word or something like that. Um, okay, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we got another podcast coming tomorrow, Andrew Sendeo edition. <laughs> All right. Jacksonville, 2-13 and 13 at New England, 9-6. and 16-point six. favorite for New England, over under 41.5. Uh, largest line we've seen so far. There's no reason we shouldn't think that New England will come back and win, uh, and, and win a game here to go 10-6. and six. Correct? I say that question mark. Should we worry about this? I mean, I wouldn't. I, I, think, uh, I think this is a more interesting game than it would have been with Urban Meyer still uh, coaching. Um it's always interesting to me what kind of uh, you know energy can can come out of a of a ch- of a change like that. Um, but e- even so, I think uh, this is an easy prediction for the Patriots to win. Um, what gets tricky is is the spread sixteen points. Wow, um, it's it's just it's hard to pick somebody to win by more than two touchdowns. So I have to take the Jaguars to cover. Um, but, uh, but definitely, uh, I like new England in this one at home, uh, in December, uh, or, yeah, no, January. <laughs> I don't know what month it is. I'm just full of cheese and, yeah, and yeah. salami. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, definitely an easy pick to take the Patriots to win. Um, I mean, I don't like the way it sounds coming out of my mouth saying the Jaguars will cover the spread. But it's a 16-point spread, so I'm taking the Jaguars to cover. 41.5 over-under, I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, it's an easy pick. I mean, obviously, New England here. You made a good point, 16. Always really tough to predict because no NFL. It does happen. Sure it does, but no NFL team is, I mean, realistically. I mean, yes, will they lose by that much? Of course they will. It happens every week, right? Um, (laughs) But it's just to see the line, I feel like that's almost like a, a, they almost start talking to into non-existence, like it won't happen if you predict it to be that bad. And reasonably, um, you know, New England put up like 50 on New York. They put up like 40 on on um, some another bad team. 
uh, Cleveland, right? So 45-7. So, I mean, they could come out here and just be really angry and beat the crap out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And very that very well probably will happen. But, um, yeah, I could see Damian Harris having a big day. There's, um, you know, no um, – golly, and I can't remember his name now, you know, our, our backup running back there from from, your, from the OU, your boy. Oh, um, no. Yes, oh, no. <laughs> I told you, don't get me on a tangent now. Uh, I tell you, that's probably why you had a hell of a game last night. I know they did. (laughs) Right, right. That's a whole other podcast. That's that's the second part of this Andrew Sadejo rant we're going to have tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, New England, Damian Harris, great start here. Three touchdowns on the the ground last week. All of them inside the goal line. Could reasonably see it it happen again here. And I can't help but think that Mac Jones hit a a rookie wall. Is that fair to say? I mean, I, I, I... I feel like it's a little too soon to to, to say. I think uh, you might see a lot out of him in this game. Um, okay, like but, just to uh, get him going again, to get his confidence. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think uh, you know, I think the Patriots, you know, they're headed into the postseason. Um, they're at home against an opponent like the Jaguars. Uh, I think uh, I think it's a good opportunity to uh, you know get some uh, some good uh, some good reps under his belt on the field. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a little bit more out of him this week. Okay. All right. I like that. Three passes against Buffalo. I can't help but think that that affected him going against Indy. And then a bad game he had in Indy kind of carried over the next week. Uh, I can't help but think there's some sort of domino effect there. You know? <laughs> I, I can't help but think that. I, I just I think that that really affected his, his rhythm. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not inside of his head. It's a scary place to be in an NFL quarterback's brain. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, a guy I would love to be around and or uh, Tom Brady <laughs> in, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11-4, and four, playing the New York Jets, 4-11. 13-point favorite to Tampa Bay, over under 45-and-a-half. When does when is Tom Brady never when, – when is he – when's the last time he lost in, going into uh, the Meadowlands? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Has it happened? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It has. I won't mention the date and time, but yes, it has. <laughs> not, not in a long time, Trevor. Not in a long time. So why should we suspect that they even have a chance? This week? Uh, we don't, and the spread reflects that. 13-point spread, just under two touchdowns. It's a little easier for me to say the Buccaneers will beat the spread. Because um, I do. I think they win this game by two touchdowns. Um, I like the over here, even if the Jets only score 10 points, I still like the over here. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is just an easy one to call. Uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, we got any fantasy notables we should be talking about because the game is just, it's easy to call Tampa Bay covers Tampa Bay wins over 55 points. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the only guy I can really think of is Ronald Jones, uh, had eight, 19 points PPR last week is still a free agent in a lot of leagues. I think he's definitely worth picking up and starting the last two weeks of the season. If you're in the, if you're in the fantasy football championship game, and if you are, God have mercy on your soul. And huh. Michael Carter, I think he came on really strong last week. 18 carries for 116 yards. If you got him, if he's in a free agent pool, you need a flex. You need to throw somebody in there. You're trying to win your championship. There you go. So, Philly eight and seven at Washington six and nine. Three point favorites at Philadelphia. 44 and a half over over under. This is a game, before we came on the air, that you said was going to be a, a swashbuckling. You didn't say that part, but I'd throw that. <laughs> a, a, a swashbuckling. I think the Eagles are going to dominate this game. I think uh, it, it, this might be the easiest spread to predict Oof. this week. Wow. Philadelphia is going to beat the spread. 
Um, I like the uh, over on the 44.5 over-under because um, I think the Eagles might score 44 points. Um, I just I, I don't think Washington is in it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So let me give you a stat about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts went for 28 fantasy points against Washington Week 15. Uh, the football team defense is reeling after also allowing 39 fantasy points against Dak Prescott in Week 16. And for the season, Washington gives up an average of 26.7 Fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So I'm going to do this. You can't see my hands, but that's me. <laughs> that's me wiping them. I do think that Philly wins big here as well, and I think this is kind of like a good bet for the week if you're looking to win some money and start oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So that that goes without saying. Uh, and a little sneaky play for Jalen Rager. Yeah, just throw out to my boy there. Okay, L.A. Rams 11 and four at the Baltimore Ravens 8 and seven. Four and a half point favorites for L.A. 46 and a half over under. Um, Lamar Jackson playing this week? Where has he been? Yeah, I, yeah, he's back. He's back. He's the X factor. Um, <laughs> he's, the reason, he's the yeah. reason the Ravens have a chance in this game. But uh, I think the Rams' offense matches up way too well against the Ravens' defense. Um, okay. I'm going to take the Rams to win. I'm going to take the Rams to beat the spread. I like them to win by a touchdown in this game. Um, but because Baltimore has Lamar Jackson back, I can take the over on the 46 and a half. Yeah. Um, so what I heard, this is from me hanging around the jock straps and hiding in the, in the, in the locker rooms. Uh, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson doesn't practice today, seven hours ago after limping badly in quotes in practice remains a mystery may not play, may not play. <laughs> Regardless, I still like uh, Tyler Huntley uh, at quarterback for Baltimore. I I do think that um, L.A. is sort of vulnerable. They allowed 23 points to, to the Vikings, 23 points to Cardinals. I think in general they're sort of vulnerable when it comes to like a, a really fast quarterback that can maneuver around the pocket a little bit and get away from some of that pressure, like Aaron Donald and uh, 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 Floyd, uh, Leonard Floyd. Excuse me. There it is. Um, so with that being said, on the road, Tough game to play in December when you're an L.A. team. You're used to that California weather. But 63 degrees in Baltimore, uh, possibly rainy. I think this is going to be pretty damn close. Four-and-a-half point favorite. I like how they did the line here. 46-and-a-half over under. You know, you picked L.A.? Is that oh, yeah. Happened? Yeah, okay. I'm taking L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, right. They are an L.A. team, but uh, Matthew Stafford is a Detroit veteran. Um, so I, right. I don't think he'll have any trouble with the weather. Um but uh, yeah, I, I just I feel really good about what the Rams are doing right now. I think yeah. that they are building up a pretty big head of steam going into the postseason right now, and uh, I think that they, you know, I I think the Ravens are going to make this an interesting game. That's why I like taking the over on the forty six and a half. Uh, but the Rams are just rolling on offense right now with uh, with Cooper Cup and the rest of them. I I like uh, I like the Rams to take this one definitely. Well, I- and here's the thing, when it comes to the Baltimore defense, not the same one they used to have. They've allowed uh, number three in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks for the season. They've allowed Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, to score a combined total of 75 fantasy points in the past two games. Um, so if that means anything, even if you don't follow fantasy, if you're not in it anymore, it just means that, that you know, Trevor's on the money, LA's going to have a big day at least throwing the ball, you know? Um, yeah, so give me LA, I guess. That's what we're going for, right? Oh, me, yeah. buddy. We're in the same car. <laughs> Denver Broncos seven and eight at the LA Chargers eight and seven six and a half point favor LA over under forty four and a half 
if Denver wins this, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, is that Bill Shakespeare over there? No. Um, <laughs> if, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but Denver's mathematically still in it. I mean, you're looking at oh, yeah. a seventeen seven seed team being an eight and seven, possibly eight and nine, eight and eight, uh, excuse me, nine and eight team. I mean, nine and eight, I think, is what it's going to take for yeah. them to get in. Um, unfortunately, uh, this will be another week with uh, Drew Locke under center. And, uh, you know, our regular listeners know what I think about Drew Locke. Um, he didn't play his worst game last week. But uh, but I feel like, you know, this is his fourth year in the in the league, and we know who he is now. Um and I just I I can't take the Broncos as much as I'd like to see the Broncos win out and make the playoffs. Um, I think this is an easy one to pick the Chargers to win at home. Um, really, I, like, I I do. Um, I like the Chargers. Uh, the spread is tricky because I I I don't think that they're going to run away with this game, but uh, I think a couple of missteps on offense by the Broncos is going to be the deciding factor here. And I think the Chargers, uh, you know, eke out uh, a win at home this week. So I'm going to take the Broncos to cover. I think this goes for less than six and a half points. Um, and the over-under is tough, 45 and a half. Um, the Broncos' defense is good. The Chargers' offense is good. Um the the Broncos offense if they don't I mean, the Broncos need to run the ball um, it's the only way they've won all season and they need it more than ever right now but uh, I I still don't think they have it in them so I'm gonna take yeah I'm gonna take the Chargers to win Broncos to cover and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under on the forty five and a half mm. so you're taking Chargers to win, even though they just lost to Houston forty-one twenty-nine last week. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. And they have the worst rush defense in the NFL, and they're going against Javante Williams, like one of the best rookie runners in the, in the entire league. Yeah, when they give it to him. Okay. Okay, Mister. I've, I've been watching a lot of Broncos this year, and I'm you live in Denver. You. Yeah, you live yeah. in Denver. <laughs> I, I, I trust you. Listen, you're can't, you're can't you're, help it. Can't. You're a Denver scout. I, I I got it. You know, you're out there just sniffing around and hanging out with Mark Schlereth and getting steaks at Shanahan's, and you know, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I I get it. Okay, I'm just saying, I, this is a Denver win. I, I even if Drew Locke starts. Picking, picking the upset, huh? I, I think it is, man, because, and here's the thing, I start Javante Williams in this game. I mean, Chargers literally allowed 35 carries for 200 yards to Houston. Houston sucks. <laughs> We're about to talk about them in a second because they're going to get blown out by San Francisco. But I think you start Javante Williams because you probably have him because you're in the fantasy freaking stupid championship and you've just been smart all season long and I'm not bitter at all. And, you, and yeah. Yeah, and you put some money on Denver winning this this weekend. Honestly, that's and, how I feel yeah, about it. I, I put my money on Drew Locke turning the ball over twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Teddy Bridgewater, man, he, he must be. Oh, God, poor guy. He's got the worst <laughs> luck ever. As a team at 8-6 and six or whatever it was. Horrible, just, yeah. Yeah, I just feel so bad for the poor guy. Seven, what, they were 7-5 and five or something like that, yeah. Anywho, Houston, 4-11, San Francisco, 8-7, 12.5-point favorite San Francisco, 44 over under. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Trey Lance going to start here, and RPO and running the ball a lot, right? 
and that's the game plan. Yeah, and I, okay. I mean, I, I think it's probably going to work. Um, you know, the Texans shocked a lot of us last week. Uh, I don't think it's the kind of progression that that makes anybody believe they're going to do it again this week. Um, I'd be surprised if the Texans have another game like that in the next two weeks. Um, yeah, the season season's just about done. But, uh, yeah, I got to take the 49ers to win here. Um, because of the 49ers' style of play, I don't feel comfortable with the 12.5-point spread. I think the Texans will cover. Um, the Texans, you know, I mean, they, they shocked us last week, but it's not the first time we've seen them put up real points. They just they, they get blown out even when they score 20 points. Um, so I, I like the Texans to cover. Um, taking San Francisco to win, and I'm going to take the over on the 44. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Houston's a very competitive team. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure they get the credit they deserve in terms of, like, a, regardless of what's going on, the fan base shows up, the place is packed, it's loud, it's a hard place to play. Now, I know they're playing on the road here. I'm just saying in general, this is right. what the situation is in Houston. Rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, right? Tough spot to be in. You get thrown in right at the end of the season. I can't help but think that Houston. You said they're going to cover, right? So that that's why I can't help but think why, that will happen. That, I, that's why I think they'll cover. I yeah. think I think San Francisco is going to have to lean on the run, which they can do. Right. But b- because of the rookie quarterback, I can't take them to to beat the spread. I got to take the Texans to cover. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think Vegas sort of overrated this line a little bit here, and um, I I can't help but think that you know would Trey Lance playing and sort of being thrust in so quickly. I don't think he's ready yet. It doesn't look ready to me. Um, and by all accounts in practice, that's also the case. So San Francisco win, using the cover. Um, I still like a Debo Samuel start. You probably have him if you're in the championship game. So Absolutely. I, I like big him play a lot here. because I, I was just thinking here. about that. You know, the, the passing yeah. game in general for the Niners, it gets downgraded with this quarterback change, but not – so not much Debo Samuel. Samuel. Right. Because uh, the thing that makes him great in the first place is his unparalleled ability to get open. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody else gets as open as often as Debo Samuel right now. So I still really like him as a fantasy start. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, folks. Game of the week here. Arizona 10-5. and five. Wow. Four, four losses in a row. At Dallas 11-4. Six-point favorite to Dallas. 51 and... Oh, excuse me. Over-under 51. You know... Where has this Arizona team been? Because, honestly, this is a team, a couple weeks ago, we would see these massive spreads, the blowouts. Man, lost four in a row, but still 7-1 on the road. I get a feeling like if you want to put some money down in a game for an upset, why not Arizona at home? At, at, on, excuse me, on the road against against Dallas. Seems like a good good play, good one to pick. Like, Dallas kind of snoozes on this game, you know, Jerry Jones out a little late. <laughs> no, I, I don't I, know. I completely agree because I feel like even though both of these teams have uh, something to play for going into the postseason, uh, the Cardinals have more on the line. Uh, Absolutely, you know the the Cowboys are not uh, in danger of of you know losing their division, uh, whereas the Cardinals are. Right. Um, so I I think uh, the Cardinals are going to be motivated. I think this this you nailed it. This is the game of the week. This I think is the most compelling matchup we have. Um, the Cowboys defense is good, 
and yeah. they're playing good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm going to take the Cardinals in an upset. Um, I think it's it's going to be a thriller. I'm going to take the under on the 51. Wow. Um, I think that this is going to surprise some people with with uh, how good the defense plays in this game. Uh, but I think the Cardinals are going to sneak away a win here, and it's going to make Week 18 that much more interesting. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, here's the biggest biggest factors for this game. Two guys, Chase Edmonds and uh, James Conner. Uh, Dallas, uh, really not great against running backs fantasy-wise, but also just really poor rushing-wise in terms of defense. And I just feel like Dallas kind of is in and out of some of these big games. If you watched them play New England early, earlier in the year, I mean, they laid a couple duds. You know, one uh, they played Green Bay, right? And they kind of dudded out. Yep, yep. C- correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Fifty-six, fourteen against Washington. I don't doubt that they're that they they're a good team. Uh, but thirty-six, thirty-three against Vegas. I mean, come on. Nineteen and nine against Kansas City. You know, thirty to sixteen against Denver. I think the blueprints out there and how to beat Dallas. Uh, you run the ball a lot. You keep that Prescott off the field. You play a lot of zone, and you just. Like I said, you just run and run and run the ball, and I think you know Arizona is going to get going to get that um, that game plan going. And so I like Kyler Murray here. I like both those running backs. Um, yeah, and I think Arizona wins, man. I really I think they turn around and I think they get things going. And I, both teams have clinched playoff spots, so it's kind of delicate. But you know Arizona get right back in this NFC West race if they win, LA loses, sets up a nice. Uh, Nice end of the season game, right? Because they they play, right? No, they don't. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that would that would be good. That, that would be a good. great week eighteen. That would have been good. <laughs> that would have been good. You know, NFL, if you're listening, you know your boy here. I'm calling the shots. So, anywho, okay, moving on to a couple duds here at the end of the season. But this is what happens: Carolina five and ten at New Orleans seven and eight, six and a half point favorites in New Orleans, thirty eight and a half, thirty eight over under. I mean, New Orleans is just stricken with COVID issues, among other things, injuries and whatnot. Carolina, uh, apparently Cam was back on the bench. See what it did there? Sam Donald <laughs> is starting. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, um, easy call, right? I mean, New Orleans, it seems like this is going to be a really sloppy, ugly game. But, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, you know, uh, it. you never know when a game like this will surprise you and be really fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, these teams aren't playing for anything. Um, I mean... Yeah, the, the these teams are not even you know, you know going into each season you have an idea of what the team is and and these two teams are just not who they started out as. Uh, it's just no easy way to put it. They're they're they've they both these teams have been through the ringer. Um but I give an edge to the Saints. Um I don't think that the Panthers can can you know field the kind of defense that the that the uh, that the Dolphins had last weekend. So I, I do think the Saints bounce back this week. Um, Sean Payton, he, I think he's the biggest determining factor between these two teams matching up. Sean Payton seems going to win. Um, yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't like Sean Payton, but I respect who he is as a coach, and I think that that's going to be the difference maker here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the Saints. I like the Saints to just barely beat the spread i think they win by a touchdown we got a six and a half point over under um i'm gonna take the over on the 38 because i think this might be uh the the sort of sloppy game where we see a lot of scoring 
but uh, you just never know. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, Carolina has nothing to play for. Sam Donald's playing for his life. Could be an upset. I, I mean, I don't know. You know. Um, oh, it could be. New Orleans I mean, the, the, trying to get back in that seven seed, man. I, we'll see. Yeah. Both of these teams are a mess, so you right. just don't know who's going to step up. Totally. Uh, but if you're looking to put money on it, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seattle five and sorry, Detroit two and twelve. Seattle five and ten at Seattle five and ten. Seven point favorite Seattle forty two and a half over under. And it's just a tough game for for both teams. Um, you know, Detroit's played relatively well and then not so well in recent weeks. I can't help but think that like. This is a get-right game for Seattle, and they still don't make the playoffs. <laughs> no, I, so. I, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as much as it'd be tempting to pick the Lions in an upset because they've been playing really good, uh, e- even before they got their two wins and a tie, they were they were just, you know, they were getting beat every week, but they were playing good football. Um, but that being said, both of their wins are at home. Uh, Seattle is a really hard uh, road venue. So I definitely have to pick the Seahawks to win here. Um, the spread, I, I got to call it a push. I think Seattle wins by a touchdown. Um, and the spread is seven points. Uh, yeah, so I, I really do think that that's a seven-point game. Um, 42 and a half over-under. I am going to take the over just because I, I don't think the Seahawks defense is... Uh, is playing really good football yet, um, and I'm yet there's one week after this, so maybe not this year. Um, but there you have it. I I I taken Seahawks to win by seven, and I'm taking the over. Yeah, and there you go. And and it's an easy call for Seattle. And I think if Detroit has any hope of winning, um, Seattle has the worst time of possession in terms of uh, difference from defense to offense. It's 11 minute difference. Ooh. 11 minutes more that the diff- that the defense is on the field. So if Seattle's going to do anything, run the ball, keep Russell Wilson out of the rhythm. Co- all you really got to cover is Tyler Lockett because DK Metcalf just doesn't look like he wants to be out there anymore. So, right. But I think Seattle still plays for Pete Carroll. They still play hard. I, I think you still co- coach him up. And, uh, yeah, Seattle on- at home. It's kind of an easy play, especially in the rain. So the coldest game of the week, six-degree weather at game time apparently. Minnesota 7-8, hanging on to playoff dreams and Trevor's dreams. 12-3, and three, Green Bay Packers, number one seed in the NFC. Seven-point favorite for Green Bay, 46.5 over-under. I got to tell you, I can't help but think that Minnesota is going to be in this game for the most for the most part, like they are in most games. Um, 34-31 victory against Green Bay. What? Something wrong with that line. Something wrong with that line. Did, uh, did somebody say overtime? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this game. <laughs> Golly. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, if you're putting money on this game, you, you're an absolute fool not to pick the Packers to win. Um, I, I don't care who they're playing. It's it's January in Green Bay. They're playing at home, Lambeau Field. Lambeau. Um, I do think that the Vikings are going to give themselves an opportunity to win this game. And then not take it because that's that's the Vikings season in a nutshell. Um, as much as you know, I'm going to ask everybody right now listening to say a little prayer for my Vikings, I really do want them to win this game, but don't put your money on it. Um, taking the Packers to win, um, I'll take the Vikings to cover the seven point spread. 
because uh, it wouldn't be a heart heartbreaking loss if if they didn't. Um, and with the over under, I'm taking the over on the forty six and a half, even with the the weather. I think this one goes over forty six points. I can't help but so it, it, let me give you a couple stats for Green Bay. Right, thirty six twenty eight against the Rams, forty five thirty against Chicago, thirty one thirty against. Baltimore 24-22 against Cleveland. Before all that, Minnesota 34-31. The defense has allowed over 20 points every single game the last five games. Regardless yeah. of what it is in Green Bay, man, it's it's December, six degrees. I think that it's going to be a close game. I think Minnesota is going to make this game. You know? I mean, dome team, maybe they'll affect them. I'm sure it will. But nonetheless, Green Bay's vulnerable on defense. This is like the most vulnerable number one seed you'll ever see. Honestly, they're right up there. Um, but 7-0 at home, they're hard to pick against, especially with Minnesota not not being a team that plays outside very often, except when yeah. they're on the road. Yeah, and, it's uh, a Green Bay it's a Green Bay pick, for sure. Yeah, I just can't help but uh, think it's going to be kind of high scoring. More yeah, so than we and, think it is. And if you, we need one more reason to, uh, to, to lean the way Rob and I are leaning, it's another Kirk Cousins primetime game. Oh yeah, um, right. so those those stats are not great, um, right? So yeah, yeah. Move, no moving Adam on, <laughs> yeah, and, and still no Adam Thielen, but I do like KJ Osborne here, and obviously a start for Aaron Rodgers. He's been on fire lately with the, with the COVID toe. Okay, Cleveland six, seven and eight Monday night game at uh, Pittsburgh seven seven one three and a half point favorite to Cleveland over under forty one. Here's your quintessential classic AFC North. January, December game, cold as hell, and under <laughs> on your spread. What do you think here, Mr. Right, Mr. right. Campbell? So I, I definitely think this is uh, Nick Chubb against Najee Harris type of a game. Um, and, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If, if you're in your final, your fantasy finals, um, these are two really good running backs to have um, in a matchup that should feature a lot of run game. Um, that being said, man, it is, it's, I, I understand why Cleveland is favored, but it is hard to have faith in them right now. Um, and the Steelers, it'd just be a little too perfect of, uh, of a payback for how last season ended and, and how the playoffs went last year for the Steelers to knock the Browns out of the playoff hunt this year. So... I, I hate to do it because I'm a big fan of Stefanski. Um, uh, you know, to a degree, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan, Boomer Sooner. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers to upset at home. Um, I just, I think, yeah, I think, is TJ Watt healthy again? Yeah. I think, yeah. So um, I just think that, uh, not not to say that, that the Browns are the Browns again, um, but uh, they're, they're certainly Browns, not. So. Yeah, they they are the Browns. <laughs> um, but yeah, you our, our listeners know what I'm talking about. Um, they they've come a long way as a franchise from from you know two decades of of horrible horrible football. But uh, this this isn't their season, and uh, I think that uh, they're not going to make the playoffs because they're going to get upset this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Browns getting a lot of guys back off the COVID list. Steelers, um, yep, got blown out by Kansas City last week. Last game for Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh potentially. A lot of storylines at play here. Whoever loses is out. 
basically. Uh, yeah. Well, no chance at the playoffs. No chance. And so, with that said, I'm still going to pick Cleveland. <laughs> Actually, oh. excuse me. I No, I wrote this down. I wrote it down. I practiced it. It was Pittsburgh. My apologies. I think they'll play very inspired <laughs> ball. I think that Brendan Roethlisberger will, will, will sort of will come to life. Uh, I don't think he'll have a great game, but somehow they'll pull this one out in typical Steelers fashion with some good defense and Baker Mayfield being pressured to do stupid things and him getting mad at the podium and throwing a fit, you know, because he got all these commercial monies, but he sucks. So um, <laughs> that, that's that's it, man. And Nick Chubb, uh, you know, always had a tough time against against Pittsburgh. I don't anticipate on him sort of being well here, but you never know, especially with getting all those guys back from COVID, that this could be a different game. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I tend to think this will go in Pittsburgh's direction. Set up a huge Baltimore-Pittsburgh game in uh, week 18 in the biggest season ever. So I got two bonus rounds for you, Trev. I don't want a lot of analysis. I just want you to pick the games because they're tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, give me give me your, your picks between uh, Bama and Cincinnati. And I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull them up here so I can get the spread and everything. Give me a second here, folks. I just decided last second we're going to do this. Bama and Cincinnati. And Georgia, Michigan. So Alabama, 13 half, 13 half point favorite over under 57 and a half. Who do you pick here? So I, uh, I hate to do it, but I, I, th- this is the easier of the two. I'm taking Alabama. Right. Um, I think, uh, I think Cincinnati has had an incredible season. They're an amazing football team, but, um, and I do think that this will be a good game. I, I, when I say it's easy for me to pick Alabama, I don't think it's going to be an easy win for Alabama. But, um, you know, there's uh, something to be said for a program that is regularly in this position. Um, and Alabama is more familiar with this than any other team in, in the country. Um, and for that reason, I, I just I see them advancing to the championship. Yeah, no question. Alabama, you know, championship tested Cincinnati. Uh, although, but you didn't know this, have the most, according to the experts, most NFL-ready players on their team right now that are like junior seniors that all get drafted this year, including like two or three defensive backs that could go in the first round. I'm I think a little if, surprised to hear that. That's interesting. It, right. So if anybody can sort of match up against Alabama, I think it's Cincinnati. Um, you know... Devontae Ritter at quarterback. Uh, I just like their chances a lot, man. I, I know that they probably won't have a chance because it's Bama and Bryce Young's amazing. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's the Heisman winner. But I think when you're betting this, I think it's going to be closer than 13.5. I really do. Although Bama will always surprise people and just blows anybody out that they play <laughs> once it gets to the championship round. So, But there's that. Georgia, Michigan, what's your, what's your take here? Georgia's 7.5 point favorite, 45.5 over under. So I think, you know, you know, not being a, a Michigan fan, not being a Georgia fan, not being an Alabama fan, the uh, the most boring championship matchup is exactly what we're going to get, and that's Alabama-Georgia. Um, I like Georgia to beat the Wolverines. Um, and I only say boring in terms of these, these are the two teams that are there more often than the other. Um, we've seen them face off in the in the championship game before, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think uh, Georgia is going to get a second shot at Alabama by uh, by beating the Wolverines. 
by God, the, another SEC college football playoff. Great. That's what everybody was hoping for. Everybody wants to see the same freaking thing <laughs> oh, I would every love, year. I would love to see Golly. Wolverines, Bearcats in the championship. I just can't predict it. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't sound, it, it doesn't feel right to predict it like that, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it, like I said, nothing against Cincinnati, amazing season 13-0. You know, you don't play in the SEC for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it, so, no, if, if I could choose yeah. who advanced to the championship, it would be Cincinnati and Michigan. Um, but, uh, but you know, living in the real world and uh, factoring in everything, my prediction is we're going to get Alabama-Georgia. Yeah, I just – so here's my, my prediction for Michigan. Uh, I would, my, Michigan's going to win. And uh, on, the, on the heels of Aiden Hutchinson and a lot of these uh, just – top five they have like three top five top ten picks on the defensive line alone they get after georgia stenson bennett gets killed like he did against uh, bama in the sec championship game and uh go blue that's all i can say about that i I, I like it a lot i think they play really clutch uh really clutch offense they got a veteran quarterback there in michigan um you know i i can't help but think that this is this is this is their year this is their year definitely is i i feel like I feel like it already is, regardless right. of what happens going forward. This was Michigan's year. Right. Um, this was Harbaugh's year. Cade uh, McNamara, man, great, they, great game manager. I tell yeah, you, they they stuck it to Ohio State. They dominated their their conference championship. Um, this was definitely uh, Michigan's year. This is their year. Um, but man, a, a Michigan Alabama championship game. You're going to put me in a position where I have to root <laughs> for Michigan. In a championship game, I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I, I <laughs> go blue, buddy. You're gonna be wearing blue by Monday, my friend. I tell you, we'll get you in a nice tight blue jersey with Tom Brady's number on the back, and you're gonna look, you're gonna look, you're gonna <laughs> did, look great. We'll fly did, uh, out. To, did Did Tom Brady play for Michigan? I he did. I he did. I forgot about. Yeah, that. with Lloyd Carr. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. It's a nobody wants to remember it, right? Him and Drew Henson. You know. <laughs> Okay, folks, we're running out of time here. So, as you always know, you can find us at Football and General Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Bobby Law on Instagram. Trev Trio Dude at Instagram is my counterpart here. And as always, enjoy football this week, folks. Yep. Enjoy seriously. football. Everybody have a happy and safe New Year's. Please, please do. We'll see you next year on uh, Football in General here. And please <laughs> like and subscribe and comment. Share to your friends. Bring us to the dinner table. Play it randomly in your car. Play it from afar lead people into it uh see i was trying to go into the grinch route there you know listen to it listen to it with a fox listen to it in a box listen to it in a fox listen to a box that's right um that's that's all i got all right folks well as always you can find us here every week football in general and we're out